week's episode is brought to you by Support the Mountain's Herbal Parasite Cleanse. This formula targets the small and large intestinal tracts and larvae, the most broad-spectrum formula available today. 100% organic, formulated by Dr. Mikio Sanki, author of the Esoteric Acupuncture Series. For 10% off your first bottle, visit shopyogahub.com and use the coupon code CLEANSE at checkout. So I would love to take this opportunity for myself to thank you, Christina and uh, Segovia. I know he may edit that part out, but for all of the great work that you have done throughout this year to bring uh, education, wisdom, and health on so many levels to so many people and knowing that it's not just in this time, but all of the work that you're doing uh, can go on virtually for uh, a very long time. So I would like to have gratitude myself for you and Yoga Hub and everyone involved in that. Mm. So thank you. And I wish you and uh, all of our uh, wonderful guests optimal health as we uh, take a little time off and start afresh next year as we explore more of the quadrants of the healthcare galaxy. <laughs> Any blessings, everyone. Peace and joy. And now is the time. Can you share a health tip with us? And this will be uh, in our 2014 health tip show. Perfect. This is a threefold health tip. So I want people to really do the best they eat the best food. You want to put things in your body that are the highest quality. They're going to be the most nutritious for you. I want to, uh, us to really think about exercising our bodies. We aren't moving enough, and there's so many movements now, no pun intended, movements now to get us moving more, whether it's play 60, and they're trying to incorporate all these things in with our kids. We have to move our body. So it's an issue of what we're putting in and what we're releasing with those calories. And then the third thing is, watch what you're putting in your mind, whether it's what you're being exposed to in the outer environment or what we're thinking ourselves. Uh, we can be our own worst enemy when it comes to um, negative and degrading thoughts. You know, there's enough pressure from the outside. We don't have to do that to ourselves. So good food, good exercise, good thoughts. And if you stick with those three things, you're going to see improved health. Mm. Uh, beautiful. <clears throat> Christina, any final thoughts? Oh, I just love those three health tips. <laughs> 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 now we all just got to go out there and live by it. <laughs> That's right. That's a lot to chew on here, Kabir, no pun intended. Uh, we're speaking with Kabir Southwick, our uh, health consultant, Ayurvedic and naturopathic practitioner, coming to the end of the show. And we would love to hear, although you've given us many so far already today, a specific health tip for us. Well, I guess I have to stick to the uh, health tip I mentioned in the beginning just so I can overemphasize it. Stop snacking on cookies, crackers, and nuts during the day and just have some uh, fruit. Now, of course, I'm giving these uh, advice in general terms, but uh, it should be based on your uh, health condition and even more importantly, your uh, body type. So certain fruit are suitable for certain body types and certain vegetables for other uh, body types. So that would be my uh, best advice to improve digestion is to eliminate the snacking. This will help with digestion. This will help with uh, weight management, and it will help with uh, uh, energy levels throughout the day. And you'll become more productive because you won't be eating every couple hours. You'll, have, uh, you'll be able to go four or five hours uh, without having to worry about food. And that's very important. 
when people have lunch and they're not thinking about food all the way to dinner, this is very healthy. This means that you, you had the nutrients, you absorbed the nutrients, you digested the food properly from your lunch. You didn't feel heavy or sleepy or tired afterwards. You actually felt an increase of energy. And then the body used those carbohydrates, uh, protein to a lesser degree, and then started utilizing the uh, dietary fat, then started burning your body fat. And you went right to dinner and didn't even think of food. Maybe you had an apple, maybe you had some tea. And that's a, a good sign when you're able to go this uh, four, five, six hours without even thinking or worrying about food. And once you stop snacking for a while and uh, force or require the body to go for longer periods of time, you'll find the body adapts very quickly, gets used to it, and uh, you feel more comfortable um, uh, throughout the day and, and it helps with, uh, reducing these uh, cravings. Well, that was a great health tip. And, uh, we were fortunate to have, uh, another show with you coming up in February. Christina, any, uh, final thoughts? Oh, this is, uh, I, I, this is a good show because, uh, Kabir, it's what you've shared with us about the bowel movements, <laughs> as well as, you know, snacking on the nuts and everything, you know, that that's one of the common things that people go towards is uh, the nuts and the dried fruit, because it's easy to pack, it's easy to take with you. But uh, it goes against what a lot of diets, quote unquote, diets that are out there for weight loss, it goes against a lot of that. And meanwhile, you're telling us now, well, when you're snacking like that, you're going to you're not going to lose the weight. <laughs> yeah, because you're just burning or utilizing the foods that you're eating. You, if you want to lose weight, you have to burn the body fat off. Mm -hmm. And if you want to burn the body fat off, you have to stop eating so the body has, is uh, required to uh, burn it. That's why the body stored it, because you, you, you consumed more than you're able to uh, burn off in your activity. So uh, if you eat, uh, don't stop eating, but you're just putting more space between the meals. And uh, the other uh, point I think I made is try to eat around the same time every day and do not eat on an irregular basis. Stick to your schedule. This will also strengthen your digestive system very fast. And the last tip is fennel seeds. Have fennel seeds after every meal. I have them right here on, the, on the, my desk. And uh, you chew a few fennel seeds after every meal and that soothes the digestive system. It could even uh, help with people who get heartburn or acid reflux, and it, it calms the digestive system after a meal. And if you go to an Indian restaurant, you see mm -hmm. at the door, they always have a little fennel seeds. Mm -hmm. that, that's my tip there. Have fennel seeds after every meal. Thank you. <laughs> wow, that's two tips, Glenn. <laughs> I know. I got, I got more tips. We could just I, do I a whole class on tips. <laughs> I'm just I'm just thinking about most of the restaurants that that I see that up at the front they have mints and candies and oh my gosh, yes. all sorts of other things and like you said the fennel in the Indian restaurants amazing. Oh, sorry, one more tip. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't drink water before the meal, particularly cold water. When you're in a restaurant and they bring cold water to your family, I, I tell them to remove it. Don't. I'm just about ready to have a nice uh, Indian meal because I really only go to Indian restaurants, um, and I, I don't want them bringing cold water to snuff out my uh, uh, stomach acids or mm -hmm. my family's stomach acids prior to the meal. We're all hungry, 
don't be giving us cold water. Let us bring the food on. We're ready. <laughs> so having cold water uh, before a meal, particularly ice water, is, is, is disastrous. You probably have lost 50% of your digestive capacity uh, just by having a half a glass of uh, ice water before a meal. Yeah. We're speaking with Dominique Freden-Reed, a specialist and board certified in preventive and anti-aging medicine. We're coming near the end of the show, and I would love to hear some health tips from you. So that was hard because I had several, uh, Glenn, but I'm going to give you two today. Excellent. One is, one is very practical and easy. Eat proteins at breakfast. The day I started that, it saved my life, and I can name, I would say, hundreds of patients who have experienced the same thing. Proteins at breakfast, you're going to feel energy until 1, 2 o'clock, even if you don't have time to eat something before. You know, if you take your, your breakfast at 7, you keep your energy going. So that's the number one. You know, I, I remember myself running with my car, in, in France to get my yogurt, my proteins, because I, I couldn't start my day and I had my fridge empty that, that one morning. So start your day with a protein. Protein Second, for breakfast. That's it. Excellent. Whether it's scrambled eggs or, you know, yogurt, I will talk to you about yogurt another time, but I think that yogurt, if you take the good one, can still be a good source of proteins, especially okay. the plain Greek one. So that's the first tip. The second tip, and I like what uh, Christina at one point mentioned about balance. I think that if we aim at uh, staying ba in balance and harmony, these are the two terms that I really keep for myself to be my own spectator, you know, like a little, a little guardian angel above my head saying, are you in balance in harmony? If I see that something is not exactly at the right point, and oop, maybe I work a bit too much, I need to, to take maybe a few hours to rest. I, I might cancel uh, a dinner with friends, you know, if I had worked a lot during the week and I feel that my body needs some rest, listen to your body and respect your body. And there's so much we can do, you know, don't push, 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 and then you arrive to a point it's too late. So those words, you know, balance and harmony, I think we should keep them in mind. Beautiful. We're speaking with Gerald DeRosa, uh, Dr. DeRosa, who's a nephrologist and internal medicine uh, physician. He's a clinical associate professor. And it's time for a health tip. Wonder if you have something for us. Um, well, I, I think it probably relates back to... Uh, to what we talked about already is I think that if you want to maintain your, just your overall health, it's, you know, kind of healthy lifestyle habits. So uh, eating well, uh, certainly exercising and, um, and then for your kidneys in particular, drinking us, you know, probably around two liters of fluid a day, um, that will probably prevent most complications. And beyond that, I would just say, as, as I was saying before, is that even if you feel completely well, um, going to your doctor to just have an annual checkup, your blood pressure, just some routine blood tests is always a, is always a good thing. We're speaking with Patrick Howell, a positive psychology performance coach and author, a TV host, and uh, a new and upcoming blogger. And Patrick, we always ask our guests for a health tip on Magical Medical Tour. 
Do you have something for us? Ah, uh, I'll get. I'll give you two of them. Okay. A bonus. <laughs> I'm gonna give you, all right. I'm going to give you two. I uh, the. Uh, for me and something that I, that's worked for me and, and worked for, for clients that I've you know, dealt with is creating rituals uh, for health, actually specific physical rituals that can help us be more healthy. This, this is the first one. And I'll give you an example of what I mean. Uh, I'm busy and I have, you know, the, I have a, a business to run. Uh, so I know that I don't always get out to the gym like I'd like to. Uh, but what I do is for myself is I keep a, um, a pull-up bar in my office and I keep a pull-up bar at home. And something simple as a pull-up bar because it creates a ritual for me. Every time I walk through that certain doorway, I jump up and I do, you know, a five to 10 pull-ups. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and, yeah. It, you know, it's, it's again, priming the environment. And then I have, pu- you know, push-up, you know, bars that I use and I keep them around certain places as well. Because it, it helps me, you know, physically, but the physical aspect for me is less. I'm in pretty good, you know, uh, pretty good health as it is. Uh, what it really does for me is when I'm keeping my body physically fit, it keeps my mind physically fit and my spirit and, you know, and my, my energy and my vigor. So that'd be the first one. Create a ritual that works for you, something easy that you really can't skip by. And the second piece would be to, the second tip I'd have is to practice, is to practice being fortunate. And, mm. and, and what do I mean by that? I literally mean pr- practice being fortunate. Practice uh, looking at the things that you're fortunate for. Uh, because when we really look for the things that we're fortunate for, and then we verbalize it, we tell people what we're fortunate for, we tell others, that adds a whole nother area of life. I mean, I don't know where I'd be without the practice of being fortunate because I haven't always felt fortunate in my life. And, you know, the last week I'm laying, you know, uh, next to my son, I was actually laying next to both of them. And I just, you know, I just rolled over and said, you know, boys, I'm just so fortunate to, to have you guys in my life. And, you know, my nine-year-old son, he, he just rolls over and he's tired. So he's vulnerable as it is. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Good timing, dad. <laughs> right, great timing. So they're vulnerable. They're even extra cute, right? Uh, he, he, he just like, you know, in his tired, little groggy voice says, daddy. I'm so fortunate to have you, mommy and, and, and brother. I don't know what I'd do without you guys. And he's nine years old. Nice. And, and then my, nine, my baby says, you know, I love you guys so much too. So it was a big love fest. But practice being fortunate. Really look for the things you're fortunate and tell other people that you're fortunate. Mm. Those, those are beautiful. And I, I think they'll make our 2014 uh, compilation of health tips. We're speaking with uh, Dr. Shiroko Sokic. Uh, and our title today is Integrating Medicines. We've learned quite a bit from you today about combining the two types of medicine, and now we're coming to the end of our show, and we'd like to know if you would offer a health tip for our viewers. Well, um, so one of the things that I really love to do is to help people learn to understand their own bodies, and I think that's the really blessing of Chinese medicine is to learn to listen and to understand your own body. And so my health tip is to, to begin to listen to your body. And people don't even, they, like somebody said to me, well, I didn't even know that that was an issue that I had. It was like, what do you mean listen to my body? Well, you know, it's normal to know when you're hungry. And mm-hmm. there are actually people who don't know when they're hungry. And it's normal to possibly know that you're sleepy. And to, but, but to listen to your body when it's going through something. And so one of the things is, Lots of people don't eat breakfast. 
or they'll skip a meal every day. And, and my advice is usually not to skip meals because it can make your blood sugar really unstable. Um, so my, my health tip is for people to experiment with changing one little habit that they have every single day and to see how they feel when they change that. Because you can't really know how you feel until you begin to experiment to see what things feel like. So for those people who skip breakfast, to try eating breakfast and do it for a week to see what does that feel like and to see how they feel by 11 o'clock in the morning. And this is, you know, mostly people who are really busy are the ones who don't tune into their bodies very often and they're the ones who skip meals. And so this would be a, a, a tip that might make their whole life feel better. Very nice. Well, thank you, Dr. Glenn Woolman, for this wonderful moment in the, our magical tour. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. Now, but I want to know, of course, if you have a tip. Uh, you know, I think my, my tip for today uh, goes on to part two. And that is, and I said it already in the, uh, as we were talking, get an anatomy book, get an anatomy app, get an anatomy something and start learning it on your own, teaching everyone in your family, teaching your children. The more that you learn anatomy um, to the degree that you need to, the better off you will be. So that's my health tip. We're speaking with Dr. Sharon Hartline, who is a full professor of philosophy and teaches ethics and applied ethics, bioethics and medical ethics uh, in Virginia. And we're coming to the end of the show, and I wanted to know if you have a health tip for us. Well, I kind of let my health tip out of the bag earlier, <laughs> which was about the ethics committees. Um, I, I want people to know that um, ethics committees are there for everyone. Um, there are a lot of medical, or a lot of um, times when patients come into the medical system and they're incredibly intimidated. And I don't know, I don't know that doctors remember that on a day-to-day -day level because you're just doing your job and doing it the best that you know how. But being in a medical setting, being in that foreign atmosphere, being around people who are talking about things you don't understand and then trying to bring them down to your level of non-medical language and explain them, um, it's an incredibly intimidating, intimidating um, process. So any time that you have a problem and you don't like a decision, don't sit back and accept it. And I've seen, I've heard so many friends talk about situations of friends or their own situations where they said, oh, if I had only X, Y, and Z. And I don't want anyone to ever regret not stepping in and at least exploring whether or not that was the right decision to be made. So there's that. And then the other thing I want to suggest is like use those preventive health benefits in your insurance policy because mm. preventing being in that situation I'm again I I like preventive ethics staying healthy is actually a form of preventive ethics as far as I'm <laughs> concerned so you don't get into those uh, particular um, scenarios and you don't have to deal with those that the dilemma like problems that are so hard to solve yeah so stay healthy and that's kind of a Totala, kind of a circular argument there. Your, my health tip is to stay healthy, but it's truly the case. Yeah. I wouldn't call it an argument, though. 
We're speaking with Michael Roberts, uh, Dr. Roberts. He's an allergist, immunologist, and specialist in asthma. Coming to the close of our show, and we would like you to share a health tip with our viewers. Well, it's something I try to practice on my own. Uh, it's two words. Step back. You know, in this society, everybody's pushing <laughs> forward. And everybody is like, I sometimes think they're getting to the edge of the precipice. And so, like, step back. You know, listen, observe, listen to your body. And so that's really uh, my health tip for the day. You know, I think that one's going to make the 2014 uh, series. Oh, yes, it does. It will. <laughs> Definitely. Anytime we have two words that have so much in them, yeah. that's great. Great from you. We're speaking with Anatara about health and intuition. Anatara, our life awareness counselor and master intuitive. Would you share a health tip with us? Sure. My, my health tip is that your body is brilliant. Mm. And Christina and I did a show about this in one of my Flowing Into Awareness shows, so you can look for it if you want to. But the body is brilliant. As, as the, the spiritual, mental, physical beings that we are, many things are expressed, the final expression is through the physical. So when your body shows you something, when it shows you that it's in pain, when it shows you that it's itchy, when it shows you that it's heavier than you want or skinnier than you want, listen to what it has to say. Use that those steps that I gave you to listen to what your body can tell you. Your mm. body knows what you need. It knows what you need on all levels. You can work and be with your body and heal almost anything. My health tip, and it has to go with what we just talked about, is choice. Know that you have choices in your life. You have choices of fabulous doctors. You have choices of nutrition. You have choices with every inhale you take. You have the option to make a different life for yourself and to create a different outcome. And you might not think you have the greatest choices. <laughs> they might not always look so rosy, but you do have choices. And it's simply a matter of making the choice that's the best for you at that moment moving forward through it and knowing that again you'll have another choice and it life has to be about options and participation and making those choices beautiful uh we're coming to the close of our show and with both of your experiences i'm really looking forward to the health tips that you might come up with so uh <laughs> debbie i'll I'll start with you. <laughs> she giggles. <laughs> well, I'm feeling so so banal compared to what we were just talking about. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're talking about toothbrushing or wearing seatbelts? What are you? Here you eat your fruits and vegetables. Okay, I, I have two. And one, so Glenn, we were talking about this earlier, uh, just very briefly, that uh, when, when people look towards lifestyle changes, it always seems so overwhelming. And my... Um, I always preach, you know, again, baby steps. And so even if it's just getting up off your couch uh, during the commercials, that's a place to start. Don't go to the kitchen, but just get up <laughs> off the couch and move a little, eat a little less. Don't deprive yourself. You can have pizza. Just don't eat the whole pizza, that sort of thing. Um, and then my second one, and it is just a personal pet peeve of mine, is that uh we can put a man on the moon, but we can't cure the common cold, and neither can a Z-Pack. So when uh, you do catch your cold, don't get upset with your physician if they don't prescribe you an antibiotic because they are doing what's in your best interest and for the community at large. 
Oh, I like that. <laughs> well, I, I'm almost tempted to repeat that was my answer just for repetition emphasis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was my health tip also. Uh, I was, I was going to say that. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, Jason. I had to pick up my, my two tips. Um, you know, in 1948, the World Health Organization defined health. What is health? What is this thing that we're trying to achieve? It's not merely the absence of disease, but a state of complete physical, psychological, and social well-being. Mm. That, that's health. That's the goal. That's the goal at the end of the day. And I think it'd be easy for us as emergency physicians to say, you know, you need to floss more, you need to exercise more, you need to walk instead of drive. Um, I think I give Americans a lot more, people in general, a lot more credit. Uh, we kind of know what it is we need to do, but we choose not to. And a lot of times those choices are hand as forces because of the social circumstances. Like you can't go down to inner city L.A. and tell people you need to exercise more when there's gangs in their neighborhood. You know, you, you, just, you can't say I want you to walk to work when they're living in that neighborhood. And I, and I get that. Uh, and, and I think the, the big piece of advice I, w- I would give is, is that when you is don't end up in the emergency department. You know the lifestyle choices you need to make to not end up in the emergency department. I, I feel like the day I'm out of work as an emergency physician is a good day. And I know if Bob is listening to this, I, I'm sure he's I'm getting called to his office tomorrow. But, but I, I really do believe that. As someone whose career has been dedicated to reacting to when things go bad, there's so many opportunities to prevent that at so many stages ahead of time. And I think the second piece, to go along and just to give a philosophical twist to what Debbie said, because don't go to your physician expecting antibiotics. I, as a physician, have taken an oath to improve the quality of health for the individual in front of me and for the community I serve. And, and I do it in ways that are, with the best evidence we have, are effective. Sometimes you're going to disagree with me. And I'm okay with that. And I'm okay if you don't like me and I'm not your friend, but I will always tirelessly advocate for your health. Um, and, and sometimes in this consumer-driven culture where people rate their physicians on Yelp, uh, sometimes people come to the emergency room and I don't give them what they want, but I do try to give them what makes them healthier. And sometimes that means telling them, you know, you don't need antibiotics. Like Debbie said, what you need to do is, is go out and exercise more and eat healthier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're speaking with Dr. Alan Sugar, uh, internal medicine doctor and a specialist in infectious diseases who has uh, enlightened us today on the Ebola virus and the panic and the potential outbreaks in this country and the rest of the world. Dr. Sugar, uh, do you have a health tip for us? Well, I think that um, as I've seen things develop over the the last uh, 10 years and uh, the pros and the cons and the actual effects um, on individual people, um, usually uh, to, the, to their detriment, I would really strongly recommend to uh, listeners to, uh, to consider and or reconsider the, the ultimate role of uh, vaccination and immunization in uh, maintaining our health. I mean, the United States of all countries is really fortunate to have the uh, advantage of uh, a whole slew of vaccines uh, that are safe and more importantly, well, just as importantly, are effective at preventing uh, illnesses that otherwise uh, kill children and uh, kill adults. Uh, and we have the ability to uh, to, to obviate uh, the impact of those diseases 
with simple vaccines that uh, when the evidence is looked at in a dispassionate scientific way, uh, have very little um, uh, general toxicity to the, the average person who's going to get them. So that's what I would recommend uh, based on a long uh, uh, series of uh, experiences uh, in my career. As a specialist in infectious diseases, very nice. We're speaking with Dana Ullman, who is uh, one of America's leading advocates for homeopathy, an author of many books, uh, a lecturer, and also writes a column for the Huffington Post. Dana, we're coming to the end of the show, and I wonder, from a homeopath's point of view, do you have a health tip for us? Well, you know, I was wondering about that. I thought you might ask that question, and it's not even related directly to homeopathy. But I think one of the most interesting discoveries that has been made in the past century has been a discovery that in 2009, three scientists won the Nobel Prize for, and that's their discovery of telomeres. And mm -hmm. telomeres are on the very tips of the DNA. And we are born with 10,000 of them. And as we get older, we reduce the number and the length of these telomeres. And yet the telomeres, the longer they are, the, the more they protect the DNA. And ultimately, there's more and more evidence that certain herbal supplements are known to help them. And I believe sometime soon there'll be research on homeopathy. And that's one of the ways that homeopathic medicines work through telomeres. But in the meantime, there are certain botanical remedies that have been known to augment the enzyme telomerase to then help build telomeres. But what is so exciting about this discovery is telomeres have been linked to not any single disease, but to all disease. They've been linked to longevity and they've been linked to vitality. And so they are the underlying physiological um, physiology that helps strengthen our immune system and that helps strengthen our brain and it helps strengthen our heart and helps strengthen everything. So uh, in the coming months and years, you'll be hearing more and more about telomeres and I encourage people to learn more about them. It's a fascinating subject. Yes, it really is. Uh, that, that is one of the subjects, and we're going to be talking with some uh, people at some point about genetics and the telomeres, et cetera. Thank you for that health tip, Dana. Be when you were preparing... Christine is bouncing a lot I'm right now. Bouncing. She's bouncing. She's bouncing. <laughs> What's the amplitude? What's the frequency? <laughs> <laughs> significant and significant. I, I like that. Can you give me an anatomical picture? <laughs> I, I won't ask you to do that. Certainly uh, beautiful. Uh, perfect. Well, we're speaking with Kabir Southwick, uh, and we're talking about detoxification today as an Ayurvedic practitioner and an herbal formulator and an author. We get the opportunity to get another health tip from you. So we're ending the program pretty soon, and we'd like to make sure we have time for your health tip. What do you got for us today? Oh, good. Well, in, in I would like to uh, maybe make it two small ones, and that is um, oil pooling and tongue cleansing. And um, I think I mentioned in the last talk, if you observe your tongue first thing in the morning um, and look at the color and the amount of film on, the, on your tongue, this 
can help you to understand the condition of your uh, colon. So a heavy film, uh, particularly on the back of the tongue, would uh, indicate that uh, you have a similar type of uh, excess mucus in your uh, colon area. Uh, but what you can do uh, is to help to, to scrape that off. A copper a tongue cleanser, copper doesn't have an infection, won't have bacteria grow on it, so it's safer than stainless steel. And cleanse your tongue out every single morning and scrape it. And, and this will allow you to not just remove the toxins that rise, rise to the, up your esophagus and remain on your tongue, uh, but it will improve your taste of foods, uh, your enjoyment of foods, even your sense of smell. And um, then it will allow you to, um, it improves your hygiene. If you combine that with uh, oil pooling, uh, this is uh, two very ancient and effective uh, treatments, uh, tongue scraping and uh, oil pooling. Oil pooling uh, is a big subject. Uh, you've heard a lot about it these days. I think it's very healthy for the um, in, inside the mouth. Um, I think there's tends to be two people, two camps on oil pooling. Some people say it's a cure all for everything and other people say that it's uh, useless. Well, I think those are the two uh, types of extreme views that you need to watch out for in general in healthcare. Uh, people who advocate that any one thing is a cure all, I watch out for that category and the type that, uh, uh disregard everything that doesn't have a uh, scientific proof. I would, uh, disregard that to category as well. And oil pooling is a good example because it has its benefits, but it's by no means a, a, a cure-all. Um, Kabir, I have a question. What is oil pooling? Oh, well, you, um, after rinsing the, cleansing the tongue, then gargle with a little salt water, and then um, uh, take about a tablespoon of a traditionally sesame oil. If you have an mm. uh, infection, a tooth infection, or or some type of infection, maybe in the mouth, you could use uh, coconut oil, which has more antiviral, antibacterial qualities. But generally, a sesame oil is what's used. Um, and you put it in your mouth, and you pull it around in your mouth between your teeth for a good five, ten minutes. Initially, your jaw will feel a little tired. Um, generally, I'll put it in, and then, you know, I'll rinse my face with the uh, water and the, the apple, little apple cider vinegar, and then put some oil on my face and, and do a light uh, a facial massage and scalp massage where I'm rubbing oils in my head and, 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 and touching certain uh, Ayurvedic marma points. And I do this little self-treatment while I'm pulling on this oil in my mouth because it takes five or 10 minutes and then spit it out. And then when you're done spitting out, then cleanse the mouth again, scrape the tongue again, rinse with the salt water again, and get the oil uh, out of your mouth. And the oil um, draws out uh, uh, the toxins from inside of your mouth. And mm. um, done on a regular basis is very hygienic and very good for the teeth, very good for the gums, and, um, and, and has many uh, uh, health benefits but particularly in, in, that, in that area. Wow. That's you know, very interesting. Now, uh, sorry, sorry, Glenn. I, 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 <laughs> I'm kind of baffled with this oil pulling here. Um, is there, uh, I, I heard you say about the coconut oil, if someone has an infection of any sort, but 
But with the sesame oil, I mean, one, how often should a person do this? Um, and because, you know, brushing your teeth and scraping your tongue can be a daily routine. Um, and is there a specific kind of oil in the means of a raw sesame oil? Uh, uh, I know that we have a trifilla oil that is in the basis of a sesame oil. I mean, does that matter? Organic, not? Oh, yeah, of course you want a organic, natural, cold-pressed oil. But like mm -hmm. I said, sesame oil is what's traditionally used, and it should be done every single day. It's part of, oh. you know, uh, uh, brushing your teeth. Of course, I, I don't use a toothbrush. I use a stick to brush my teeth, and I don't use toothpaste. I mix my own concoction made of uh, a salt, uh, charcoal, uh, turmeric, and uh, cinnamon, and a few other spices. And then I, uh, then I rinse with mostly uh, salt water. Everybody should be garlicking, gar using uh, salt water as a gargle on a regular basis. Mm. Um, and part of that whole uh, hygienic uh, cleansing process is uh, oil pulling. So mm. cleansing the teeth um, and, um, uh, and then oil, oil pulling and scraping the tongue and then rinsing with the salt water, gargling with salt water should be all a package that you do every single day. And this will uh, create uh, uh, as, as many health benefits. And many people who started oil pulling did notice uh, other positive effects. So people who had pain in the jaw uh, uh, had uh, noticed improvement. Even people that have had some level of a back pain or uh, and people have noticed improved cognitive function and greater clarity. And I've heard a lot of uh, positive uh, reviews from oil pooling, but I think it's mostly helping uh, in with the gums in particular. Mm. You know, well, I just read about this. I just came became aware of this about a week ago, and I actually did some research on it, and I too found the same thing. There were the people that claimed that it gets rid of everything, cures everything, yeah. and then there were the people that claimed that it does nothing. And that always interests me. And since it didn't seem to do any harm, I've, I've, I've actually started on this about five or six days ago to start doing the oil pulling every morning. They, you know, different people say different oils. Some say coconut oil, some say sesame, some say vegetable oil, things like that. And they have anywhere between five to 20 minutes in the morning. They also talk about doing it multiple times a day. Uh, there are some other parts to it. They recommend against swallowing when you're doing the pulling because of the uh, toxins and bacteria that are coming out uh, as you're drawing them out between the teeth and the gums and on the surfaces of the mucosa. So not swallowing. And they even got into one thing about not spitting it out into a sink, rather mm -hmm. spitting it into a toilet because it could clog up the sink or do other things. So it's going to be interesting for me. I'm going to see uh, what it does for me. I certainly, the first time I did it, I tried it. Uh, I got a little lightheaded and my jaw started hurting. And uh, But after a day or so, I seem to be getting better and better at the technique. And uh, I'll see where it goes. But I do think that it is very interesting as a process for people. But again, you know, try it on your own and don't expect to have it cure your migraine, psoriasis, athlete's foot, and uh, diverticulitis <laughs> all in one day. <laughs> yes. So 
As we come to the end of our show, we always ask our guest for a health tip. Do you have something for us? I do, actually. I thought about that. And one of the things that's helped me the most in all these years of not sleeping and poor nutrition when it happens and overextension is to battle some of the virons that are out there and the viral problems that uh, plague us because there's no good Western medicine treatment. And I have found the greatest one is a Chinese herb called yin chow, Y-I-N-C-I-A-O, and it comes with echinacea, and it's only available in the health food stores, and I think of all the things that I've taken, and you must take it at the very, very beginning of just the thought of having a viral upper respiratory tract infection. It's helped me more than anything else, so that's my health tip. Coming to the end of the show, uh, this has been a great show about healing and interesting observations and perspectives on how to stay within yourself and to deal with severe problems that could stop many people. But we're trying to give hope and ideas for people when they come down with a cancer or uh, an infection or heart disease, things like that. It's not the end. It's just uh, a part of it. And I want to know if you have a health tip for us or some kind of guidance on how to deal with illness and injury. Uh, take care of yourself physically in terms of diet, et cetera. Uh, drink beer, but not too much. <laughs> uh, and, and seek your joy. Do things that give you joy. At my age... I don't have that much time left to do all the things I always wanted to do someday. Someday is here. I'm, an, I'm doing them now. Mm. I have been doing them, but now I'm doing them more and more and more. I feel, regardless of what's actually going on, uh, I feel like I'm more active now, even though uh, I'm not traveling as much and so on. I feel more active now and I have more incentive to do things than I ever did. And I've done a whole bunch in my life. But now, there's a time limit. It took me all these years, I'm 73, it took me all these years to get to the place where I really understand there is an end. I refuse to succumb to the end, and when I go, I'll still be doing. <laughs> that sounds like a country western song I think that's his new lyrics <laughs> I never realized that me and Bobby McGee would be part of this uh, <laughs> uh, interview we're speaking with uh, Dr. Edward Gilbert uh, a board certified radiation oncologist and uh, author poet photographer lecturer and general humanitarian. I wonder if you have a health tip for us today. Um, yes. Uh, do what's necessary to free your soul. Whatever it is. Oh, I like that. I really like that. You know, uh, one of the things that I would recommend to anybody listening to this show is to go to Dr. Gilbert's uh, website, 
He's written an, an animal book. He's written a number of essays. He has music and photography. And all of these are really beautiful, poignant, and as he speaks about, they're helping to teach lessons. And uh, I was hoping that in order to show people, you know, as we understand that cancer is such a serious moment in someone's life, that if you are going through some type of a therapy, that knowing that possibly your radiation oncologist is a person like Dr. Gilbert, I wonder if you would read a poem, one of your original poems for us. Okay, uh, yeah, I just opened it up here. And, and what I want to say before the poem is, uh, don't be alone in this. Uh, use your family, your friends, your resources, your support groups. We're not meant to go through this alone. That's mm -hmm. so key. And, and the poem I have uh, chosen is called My Teacher. My teacher is my friend. This he will be till our end. He tells me of this world. He is the source of pearls. He has knowledge and experience. He possesses humor and essence. He is my guide. From him I can't hide. My teacher, I. Beautiful. Ah. Again, we're always grateful for your feedback, comments, suggestions, um, and uh, especially after you've uh, listened to any of our uh, podcasts or uh, watched our videos. Um, please uh, give, make your comments. Uh, we'll get back to you or give us a call at 818-LET'S-TALK. 818-LET'S-TALK. Until next time, namaste. In the natural and homeopathic model of, of healing, there is such a respect for the human body and for that doctor inside us that we assume that whatever symptoms we have aren't the result of breakdown of the body, but they're the effort of our body to try and defend itself and to try and heal. Now, that doesn't mean that that symptom, that fever, that headache, that high blood pressure will necessarily heal us but that it is an effort of our body-mind to try and defend itself and to try and heal.